Hello and welcome, you're listening to Mouse Madness, a podcast dedicated to bracketing all things Disney. I'm Chris Bowersox. I'm Kyle Skinner. And we are your hosts for Mouse Madness. Each episode will focus on a single Disney topic, generate a bracket, and debate our way through the madness to figure out who or what is truly the best. Follow us and play along on Twitter at MouseMadnessPod or send us an email at MouseMadnessPodcast at gmail.com. Okay, Kyle, we've got a lot of work to do today as we continue to discuss our best Pixar short. And of course, we have Callie back here to help us out. What's going on, Callie? Hey, thanks for having me again. I'm excited to close out this bracket and crown a winner. Yeah, last uh, last episode was great. We really dove into the nuts and bolts of all of these shorts, and I think that some of the matchups were a lot harder than we expected. But this this elite eight is no different. We're gonna have we're gonna have some issues this time around. Well, you know what's next? It's our spoonful of sugar segment. Kyle, what are you washing down this bracket with today? All right. Well, this week I have transitioned out of the mixed drink realm and I'm back with the beer. So I grabbed a 21st Amendment uh, Brew Free or Die IPA, local but not a sponsor. If they want to sponsor us, hit us up, please. Um, And I don't have any good name for it. I'm just happy that I have a beer in my hand during this pandemic and we can be talking Disney. So, Chris, what are you drinking today? So... Let me give you a little glimpse into what life is like in New York during this thing. Please. And it reveals one of my least favorite things about the city. And that is that when you go to the grocery store, you can only buy what you can carry. You can't just load up a cart and then throw it in your car. So during this pandemic, the move is buy alcohol while you're buying your essential supplies, right? Yeah. So during this time, I'll go to the store and it's like, do I want to buy food to make breakfast for the next week? Or do I want to throw in some more alcohol? <laughs> and you know what I did. I threw it in some more alcohol. We're of skipping course. breakfast, y'all. Of course. Who needs eggs? I went and picked me up a fresh pack of Pinstripe Pilsner Oof. because it was supposed to be our home opener this week, and I was really sad. So I need some more baseball-themed beer in my belly. So that's what I got today. Callie, what have you got in Seattle? Um, well, nothing quite exciting as a branded beer. That sounds lovely. Uh, Mariner's Home Opener was a while ago, and I dropped my sorrows then. But now I'm back on the margarita game again. Uh, this time I watered it down because it was a little too strong last time. So hopefully my takes aren't quite as hot during this podcast. Okay, so no time for banter. Let's hop right into our first Elite Eight matchup. It is number one, Piper, versus number nine, Luxo Jr. We already talked about it. Piper is an incredible feat of animation, right? You see it not only from the concept, but some of the some of these things that I noticed, I hadn't noticed in the first viewing. The detail of the sand grains, Chris, is amazing. It's so crazy how lifelike this was. What movie did this show up before? Finding Dory. Finding Dory. Dory. So this is another situation where the short was so much better than the actual movie. Um, The way that they use depth in this short where the foreground was blurred so that you're focused on the baby sandpiper in the very background and vice versa. So this, this perception of depth is very reminiscent of like nature documentaries, which has its roots in Disney. Um, yeah. You think of the true life adventures that Walt produced way back when. Those were the first nature documentaries that spurred this entire genre of Discovery Channel, National Geographic, and all of that stuff. Establishing storylines for these animals when those storylines don't exist. Same thing you have here. It's this phenomenon of these sandpipers running out to grab food before the tide comes back in. And it's an experience that we all see every time we go to the beach. But now there's a story to it. And I think it's just such a, it's a simple concept that they made so great. And it's the same thing that they do in Luxo. Luxo, as I brought up last episode, is this, the dynamics between a child and their parent, where the child's only focus is 
this one object that doesn't have any other meaning to anybody else in the world and the parent who is just kind of supervising and just wants the happiness of their child. The difference here is that the storytelling and what Chris brought up, the lack of talking in both and how they are able to express emotion, um, how they are able to be kind of almost telling jokes but like show, showing comedic value is so well done in Piper that you don't really get in Lexo and it's not the story's fault in Lexo it's the time that it was made and it's such an early piece of animation that can you really call it the best Pixar short when it's up against a juggernaut like Piper I don't know that you can so for everything that Lexo Jr. does and I think it does a lot very well I'm going to have to move on number one Piper here. Thank you for not earning the nickname of Mr. Iconic officially with this one. I thought you were going to go Luxo for a second there. But yes, Piper, the superior short film. I have nothing else to say. It's really just such a fabulous viewing experience. I'm sure you guys remember Movie Pass. I got Movie Pass right after I had already seen Finding Dory in theaters and paid out of pocket to see it the first time. And so I still had like one usage to go see Finding Dory on my movie pass. So I went and saw it again and then walked out of the theater after Piper was over (laughs) because Piper was so good. So, so good. They need to like make some Piper merch or something because this thing is like amazing in every, every possible way. Callie's got the Piper art. Yeah, I got Piper artwork right above me. Um, was lucky enough to buy it when I toured Pixar Studios. I think one, probably my last week in Oakland, um, right before I moved back up to Seattle. But um, yeah, Piper is immaculate. It's perfect. The visuals are absolutely stunning. Um, similar to Lou, it falls in that esteemed category of I'd rather watch the short than the actual movie. Um and as great as Luxo Jr. is and that iconic Pixar ball, it just Piper is far and away the better better short in this instance. Okay, which takes us to our next matchup, the 13 seed, the blue umbrella versus the 12 seed, Sanjay's super team. Now I didn't have either of these ones advancing to this round and both of them were kind of toss-ups for me for different reasons i couldn't tell which one i liked better sanjay's super team or la luna and i couldn't tell which one (laughs) i hated more day and night or the blue umbrella so should come as no surprise to you when i say that i'm picking sanjay's super team for this matchup sanjay's super team incorporates character in a much more effective way here. It has real human relationships at play. Blue Umbrella is kind of a fun sequence to watch at times, but there's not a whole lot in terms of takeaway. And that is something that I think is really important to the Pixar brand, being able to leave the theater a more improved version of yourself. And so I think Sanjay's super team does that. Oh, Chris, you bring up some some great points here that I feel like I can't really argue against other than I think we watched two different versions of the blue umbrella because while you were not impressed by the short I thought it was a very well done short it was one an aspect of everyday life that you might not always think about it was a very common situation for maybe someone living in I don't know a big city like New York it's not. It's not. I can tell With you umbrellas. firsthand, it is a triggering experience more than anything, Kyle. <laughs> well, they're trying to bring get that out of my face right now. They're trying to bring a little happiness to this triggering experience by making you think that th- there are the everything is alive, right? And the way that they do it was it was so just like satisfying to me in a weird way, like the like the storm drain or the the storm gutter who's just like spitting up water and that's like his thing that he swooshes the umbrella out of the way of moving cars with just thinking about the way that they were going to make these inanimate everyday objects personified was very interesting to me and i kept wanting to see more and more how are they going to make this object how are they going to make this object when the 
the turn right arrow was flashing faster and faster to try and get the car to move away from the umbrella before the street sign thing committed suicide and saved the umbrella's life. Um, I like th- I don't know what about that made me smirk and just be like, that's really that's funny. I like that, but it did. Like everything's alive, and I I really liked that. Where it kind of falters for me is that I feel like they had this super great concept and everything's alive and everything's a story, but it did not land because the resolution was still this like love story that was very predictable in this romantic kind of way. I don't know. I didn't necessarily think that it was... They could have told this story without needing to tie it together with this, like, boy sees girl on street. They obviously both like each other, and then they get separated. But, oh, they run into each other again. It's a typical New York story, Chris. It's a typical big city story. You're not supposed to make eye contact with anyone on the street. (laughs) You're likely to get shanked, my friend. Don't even look at umbrellas. You get maced. (laughs) You see it. And I just also think that I want to give kudos to this short because the the realism of the animation is so great. I always am very impressed with how Pixar can continue to build upon how it animates water and how it animates everyday items like street surfaces and the details of a street light pole, right? Like all of these intricate things that you never really think about and to jump to for the birds they do that too in a very simplistic way with the birds beaks having like cut marks in them because they use their beaks to do things like that's just a broadening of the storytelling and i think that the blue umbrella they do that super well there as well it's very very impressive but i'm with you chris i am moving sanjay's super team on here because i think that the dynamics of the entire story. It's not just this love story of a son and and his dad, and it's not the simplistic misunderstanding of religious traditions. It is the dynamics between a son and father when it comes to not only their relationship to each other in this world, but also in their faith and what this faith means to dad and how this kid interprets this faith to be able to understand it. And I think that's all of these moving parts, Pixar is able to really package up extremely well. I'm also moving Sanjay's super team on. Callie, do you have any thoughts or any last words for the Blue Umbrella? No last words. I feel like Blue Umbrella um, was lucky in the sense that they were matched up against Day and Night, which had weird uh, sexist overtones in it. So um, it met its final fate here up against Sanjay's super team, which I think is the superior short. And honestly, we need more Sanjay content. I want more of these. Sanjay cinematic movie, universe. But yeah, I want like one or two more shorts out of um, Sanjay Patel because I think he's super talented. Again, his art is awesome. Check it out. I'd be really interested, Chris, if you would enjoy a... F- what would you enjoy more a full-length Sanjay super team or a short subject Coco because I'm getting similar vibes from both of these storylines and you do not like Coco very much but you had brought up that you might have enjoyed it if it was in a shorter form but now you want Sanjay which feels super similar in story with the family dynamics and this kind of other universality of it I don't. I'd be interested. Here's what I want. Here's what I want is a Sanjay series on Disney Plus. Okay. That would be dope. I'd be all for that. Kind of like exploring some of the different gods and goddesses in the Hindu faith in a really interesting, approachable way. Maybe. Okay. I think that could be cool. Yeah, I get behind that. That sounds cool. There's a lot of Disney series that i want to jump into but i just don't have the capacity to do it yeah it's a tough undertaking i see like the big hero six one and i'm like "Mm, that movie was tough in in and of itself i can't imagine a series of that being super compelling 
All right, we're moving across the bracket to our next Elite Eight matchup. It is number two, Lava, versus number seven, Jerry's Game. Guys, it's our boy Jerry. We just talked about how how much we did not really enjoy Lava last episode and how Lava just kind of moved on because Lifted wasn't as strong of a short. But it meets Jerry, which is an elite old man, an elite story. And while we get a little bit of science education out of Lava and while we have this very peaceful and calming song that might last too long... This volcano is an old man who gets this very young girl, which is very weird to me. He looks like Jabba the Hutt. He like it his demise was so it, it was obviously intentional, but it was so painful to watch this <laughs> watch this uh volcano sink back into the ocean as this other one had risen up and was facing the other way. To be fair, I felt bad. I felt bad for this volcano, but I had a feeling it being Pixar and it not being Red's dream that it was going to work out for this volcano in the end, and it did. So Jerry's game is just such a well-done short, and it's it's kind of what I think about when I think of Pixar shorts. How can you tell a really engaging and fun story um, where maybe you can teach a lesson like in Sanjay's or maybe it's for pure entertainment and they do it in a pure, purely entertaining way without compromising storytelling, without have overdoing it with gags and all that stuff. So it's easy for me. Jerry's moving on. So last episode, Callie was giving us some Pixar ring theory conspiracies and things like that. Characters existing in the same universe. I got one for you. The volcano in lava is actually John Lasseter. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Gross. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that so No, John Lasseter is nighttime and day and night. <laughs> and also the snowman. <laughs> he saw that and was like, yeah, 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 yeah. He I like produced that. Keep up the good work, son. He did produce yeah. Knick Yep. He did. So the themes there can't overlook them no you cannot yeah kyle i agree with that jerry's game so representative of the pixar short genre it's got great character in depth get a nice glimpse into this man's life in a really short straightforward to the point way lava just kind of meanders and it's not great so i'm going jerry's game as well callie any final thoughts for lava um it can kick rocks. <laughs> Good one. Um, I think this matchup really highlights how Pixar thrives when there's very little words in the short. So, like, Lava obviously heavily relied on the song, like you were saying. It was kind of reverse engineered. It probably came up with I Lava You and then made a song around it and then built up this whole short that kind of built around that song but jerry's game is so pure in just the visuals that i feel like it stands alone it doesn't need a gimmicky song um so yeah i totally co-sign everything i think jerry's game is definitely superior in this matchup so we're moving on to the number three seed for the birds versus the number six seed bow again we've got two academy award winners going head to head so Kyle last episode talked about kind of the absurd nature of this concept. And I agree, it is extremely absurd. I pulled the plot synopsis from Wikipedia and I want to read it out loud live on the podcast. <laughs> Story time. In Toronto, Canada. Huh. Pause. Huh. This was really subtle and something I noticed after multiple viewings. The dad is wearing a maple leaf sweater huh and also when the mom is doing yoga in the park you can see the whatever the tower. skyline in the back yeah yeah huh. the drake views tower <laughs> so in toronto canada a chinese canadian woman suffering from empty nest syndrome whose husband is busy at work seems normal so far makes a steamed bun that comes alive 
She heats the steamed bun and it begins to cry like an infant. She raises the steamed bun as a child, feeding it meals. So, yeah, pretty absurd concept about your food coming to life. But I was thinking about it and I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I get emotional over my food. Oh, my God. And like before I put a dish into the oven, I'll like kiss it. And like, <laughs> on you go, little one, or be really Does sad when it's over. Does the oven kill coronavirus? <laughs> yeah, it cooks out. Don't worry. Okay, okay. The okay. heat kills the virus. And so I can relate to this emotional connection with the food. It doesn't feel as absurd, I think, to me as it does to you. That stuff aside, the narrative is a little bit lazy in that it relies really heavily on the montage. Montage is to me kind of a gimmicky storytelling device and the majority of the action in Bao is a montage. So I don't love that and it makes it kind of feel corny when that happens. But ultimately I think this movie taps into a really, really specific emotion, and it's a very human emotion, even though you're dealing with the food object for the majority of it. Kyle, last episode you talked about how maybe you can't relate to the feeling of a parent watching their child grow up. I can't relate either, but when I saw Bao for the first time, it was more of an eye-opening experience for me to see this mother on screen becoming really affected by losing her son, not actually, but just watching him become less reliant on her. And it kind of made me think about my own parents and be like, wow, I'm having so much fun, like growing up and gaining my own independence. Is this how they feel sometimes? Like sad that I'm no longer around and my parents listen to this podcast. I'm sure they can chime in and (laughs) speak to that a little bit, but it was really powerful for me. In that way. Also, my favorite part is when the little bun puts on the stunner shades when he's standing in the doorway and (laughs) he hops in the car and they like peel out. So good. It's going up against the Four of the Birds, which I think is a really, really strong short. One that is, I think, really representative of that older Pixar short format. Bow, maybe a little bit more representative of the new format. I think at the end of the day, Bao is a more enjoyable viewing experience for me just in the way that it dives a little bit deeper into the human emotions and a little bit deeper into the characterization and the relationships on screen. So I'm going with Bao. I think the points that you brought up that are really compelling is this conveyance of human emotion, being able to relate to a scenario or a situation in this kind of human fashion and not to say that like the bullying of for the birds isn't relatable like you you see this a lot you see bullying on in the schoolyard you see you've maybe experienced it yourself right so not saying that that's not a human emotion but the this super specific human experience that most will go through is very compelling and yeah i cannot relate to it because I don't have kids, but I can empathize and understand, right? So I know what a parent could feel like going through this, and it, and it was only heightened by watching this, by watching this short. I think the, the fun facts that you brought up are super interesting because I've only seen this short two times, and even in the most recent viewing, I don't think that I was paying attention to setting, but this kind of uh Toronto background is is a very interesting concept and I'm and I want to say that it's it's one it's a very prevalent community within the Toronto demographic um so it's also it's great that we don't have to just watch things that are American centric um I think that's very great as well for the birds is as you brought up last time is a very witty very cute short um, the portrayal of the different personalities of the birds without giving them words or even making them look any different. These birds, it's interesting that they were able to give them all different personalities. So I don't think that For the Birds is a 
bad short at all. I think that it is the least superior when it comes to this matchup. So I'm with you, Chris. I am also moving Bao on to the next round. Callie, give us your thoughts. Yeah, I think this is one, another one of the um, tougher matchups. I mean, for the birds, like you both have been saying is pretty iconic for the Pixar um, or the older Pixar shorts. They kind of hit their stride with that and Bao represents the new more emotional short both Piper and Bao um were pretty sad and left me feeling a lot of emotions um but I agree I think Bao just carries so much more weight both with having the first um woman director for a Pixar short and just the story in general um this quarantine, I went for a run and uh, rolled my ankle and had to call my dad to come pick me up. And he literally kidnapped me and took me back to my parents' house instead <laughs> of my apartment. And so re-watching this short and the second that she pops the dumpling into her mouth was like very reminiscent of that. I was like, oh, that's exactly what my dad did. He took me to their house because he missed seeing me miss spending time with me. I mean, even during this crazy time where we're supposed to be social distancing and not being around folks that fall into, um, you know, the more vulnerable populations, it, he didn't really care. He was like, you need to, you need to be safe. I'm going to, we're going to ice your foot. We'll have your mom look at it. You'll stay for dinner. It'll be fine. We'll take care of you. And this was at like eight in the morning that I went for this run. So I literally spent all day and I didn't have my car, so he like had to drive me back to my house when he finally decided to release me. So I feel like <laughs> this isn't just unique to you know the Chinese Canadian households. It's you know widespread. Everyone that has had a child um, leave and maybe not necessarily spend as much time with their parents as they once had um it's very relatable for all those folks okay we have reached our final four let's hop right into it it is number one piper versus number 12 sanjay super team you guys want to get crazy because i'm ready to get crazy let's do it i'm ready let's to get, get crazy. crazy we just talked about how bow is such a powerful short because it touches upon this very specific human emotion and human relation. And I think that this can be conveyed through any sort of anything. Lexo Jr. did it very well with the lamps and you got this kid parent connection and you were able to understand it. You get it in Tin Toy. You, you understand this weird dynamic between the toy and the baby and that's how that dynamic would work if the toy was able to come to life. Here you get that with Piper as well. You get this this parent and child dynamic of the parent just wanting to teach the child the ways of life. And this is just one part of the way of life for this specific situation, which is being a bird and surviving as a bird. Um, however, the multiple dynamics of Sanjay's super team and the many different aspects of the short itself from faith to family to pop culture and being able to bring it all together and tie it up i think it's just it's just so well done piper i think is probably the best animated short that pixar has put out from an animation standpoint I don't know if anything else recently has come out because honestly I don't remember any of the recent Pixar movies with shorts before them and we got uh, a Simpsons one before this last Onward uh, <laughs> Onward movie so like who knows if we'll ever <laughs> see these again but with Piper it's a very specific situation and it's more of this kind of like cute like oh so this is kind of like what birds would be doing this is this is why the birds are going out to the tide it's to find food and oh this is what would happen if a bird happened to be afraid of the water and now this bird has embraced the water and figured out a strategy that's different from the other birds it's darwinism <laughs> this bird has figured it out it's gonna <laughs> gather up all the food it's gonna help its community 
But it's this very kind of linear, simple story. While Sanjay's is so complex that I don't think it loses its way. I think it's a, a great illustration of how faith and family dynamics play together. And I think that it is a very digestible piece of film for people to understand the many complexities of that situation. Um, people can relate to the father-son dynamic even without faith, right? The kid has the TV on too loud while dad is doing something else. And the dad tells the kid to turn down and the kid is too stubborn and wants to turn it back up. You see it all the time. This is a very relatable situation. And now you throw faith into it. And it's just a very... I, I just think it's just so well done and the storytelling is there and while Piper is elite in animation the story for me is just so linear that it doesn't compare to the storytelling in Sanjay Super Team I am moving Sanjay Super Team on to the finals wow Kyle I also am a huge fan of the way that Sanjay Super Team navigates faith the way that this short resolves its conflict is very subtle and it happens very quickly, but I think it really speaks to the way Faith is in play here. When Sanjay reaches for the bell and he rings it, the demon isn't like vanquished like a normal superhero movie where there's a bad guy, the superheroes come together, and they kill the villain, and then he's dead forever, which is, for the most part, how most superhero or epic movies go down, and then the world is safe from the evil. In pretty much all faiths, the evil in the world is never conquered. It lives on. It can only be controlled or tamed from within. And that is shown in this physical dream world when Sanjay tames the demon he like goes from having multiple heads in his arms like reaching out in anger to like becoming at peace and then he just kind of like fades away I really like that that's the way that the situation is resolved you said that Piper does a great job showing this human experience in birds, and I 100% agree with that. And I would take it a step further and say that Piper deals with some very similar concepts that Sanjay's Super Team does. Obviously, it doesn't make any references to religion, so it doesn't go that far. But a character we haven't talked about in Piper is the little sand crab. <laughs> so... The baby sandpiper runs away from the wave and he's underneath the seaweed and then the little baby crab starts crawling up and it's a little kid crab and it's got parent crabs. And so they all walk together to the ocean and then the baby sandpiper follows them and he burrows in the ground like the crabs do and then the water rushes over him and he... <laughs> and the little sand crab like floats out of the sand and then my favorite part of the whole short he takes his claw and like knocks the sandpiper on the beak to open his eyes yeah. underneath the water. And the sandpiper opens his eyes and he sees all the crabs coming up. And so in that moment, the baby sandpiper learns how to look at this problem in a different light and embrace a different way that people might do things. So in this situation, the sandpiper is embracing the sand crab way of life to make his own life better than it would have been if he followed the teachings of his other sandpiper buddies. So Sanjay's super team kind of does a similar thing where you have a son who really looks up to these superhero figures and a father who relies on these gods and goddesses for his faith, and they come together and decide that maybe the truth is somewhere in the middle or maybe our source of inspiration is somewhere in the middle and we can kind of like, you know, do this together. So I think they're more similar in a lot of ways than we think. Ultimately, I have to give it to Piper because my favorite thing about Pixar is that it creates these really easily digestible stories that on the surface seem literal but you can dive so, so, so deep into them and have these long conversations about all of the relationships and all of the themes that are at play. 
And these characters that don't say any words have really, really strong characters and personalities. Piper does that just so perfectly. And Sanjay's super team gets a little bit too on the nose for me in the way that it navigates its themes. So I'm giving it to Piper. I'm sending Piper to the finals, which means Callie has to choose between her Piper art on her wall and her Sanjay Patel art. Callie, it's all on you. Man, this one was hard. I was expecting both of you to go Piper so that I wouldn't have to um, break my own heart here. Um, This one's hard. So Chris, kind of like you were saying with the way that Sanjay was able to kind of calm down the demon spirit that he was dealing with. It reminded me, this is going to be super tangent, but I don't know if either of you have watched um, Avatar Legend of Korra, (laughs) but it reminded me so much of season two where there's all of these like evil spirits walking around and Korra learns how to like spirit bend them. And it kind of reminded me of like when he hit the bell and this like wave went over the bad guy and he just kind of like went in peace elsewhere um anyway so now that you bring that up that was um an interesting parallel that i found but um obviously super off topic um (laughs) nothing's on i think nothing's off topic on mouse madness no nothing's off topic there you go well okay that makes me feel better um this one man it's so hard i think just See, and Sanjay's super team also falls into that category where, like, both Piper and Sanjay's super team are shorts that I would rather watch than the full-length movie that they preceded. But I think just for sheer animation purposes and the beauty of the minute details, I have to go with Piper. I mean, the sand uh, was incredible. Every single little feather uh, was incredible. My gosh. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I could sleep if I knew that I moved Sanjay on uh, versus I, Piper, even though I love Sanjay Super Team. And I'm super excited that it got this far in the bracket to begin with. I would sleep like a baby. <laughs> All right. That's a tough one. So we've got Piper going on to the finals. <sighs> the best Pixar short bracket. Let's hop to the other side and see what it's going up against. Guys, we're down to Academy Award winners only here with Piper moving on and we've got Jerry's Game versus Bao. So clearly the cream has risen to the top. The question here is do we go with the Pixar classic or do we go with the new approach to storytelling and I feel like we kind of went with a Pixar classic type with Piper. So for the sake of diversity, I think I'm going to send Bao to the finals here. Just because, again, you have no words spoken, and yet you can derive so much from this short piece and you can see so many emotions working and so many relationships working and you have a self-contained narrative Jerry's game also kind of a self-contained narrative but it just doesn't really go that extra mile and execute a short film in an expert way in my opinion it's clever it's cute it's engaging love it important love Jerry Jerry's a goat G-man but I think I'm going with Bao. Okay. Um, yeah. It, I'm getting to the point where we've talked about these these shorts so often, so many times, that it's what else do I pick apart? And I'm, I'm starting to falter to where I don't want to be, which is repeatability. Because I think that I would... Like I said, I saw a bow once and then saw it again for this, but had no desire to see it after that. And with Jerry's game, I would gladly put it on, right? I think it's just so much more fun, but does that make it the better short? Um, so I think that in this one, I will have to go with bow. And I think that it's because 
I've stressed so much about how the the relation to our physical world being portrayed on a on a screen is so important in these shorts while Jerry's game is like a subsection of what could happen to an old man for the larger majority of the population we're we're going to experience something similar to what this bow mother character went through and whether that's empty nest whether that's losing someone and and envisioning them still with you and and missing them and seeing them in other things it's a it's a more prevalent sensation and experience in my opinion than this old man subsection once he goes to the park and has figured out this way to play chess by himself it's cute like you said and it's it's fun and engaging but after after you remove all of that it's it's just there for pure entertainment bow's storytelling is so elite and more than that that there's no way that jerry's gonna take it down so chris i'm with you bow's moving on so callie we have our finals here what do you think about this power matchup between bow and piper without giving us who you are going to go with yeah i think bow versus piper a lot of people would have picked um just filling this bracket out by themselves i think a lot of this might have some recency bias for a lot of people um obviously not for the three of us who have spent the last or at least an hour and a half this past week um watching and rewatching these shorts but um I'm honestly a little surprised that Bao made it. I probably would have gone for Jerry just because I think some of the beauty in Pixar shorts is the whimsy and um, the fun. And I feel like Piper offers that a little bit. Bao offers it a little bit. But I feel like that's really what Jerry's game um, relies on. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to dissect these final two. I think they're um, two very strong contenders. So I'm not mad that they both made it. All right. So let's dive into it we've got number one piper versus number six bow so this is the point in the bracket where i kind of want to refocus the conversation to remind us of the topic of the bracket it's best pixar short and to me we got to talk about which one of these is the most accurate representation of this genre let's start off by talking a little bit about piper one thing i think piper does really well is that it creates that quirky, goofy little guy character that exists in so many Disney and Pixar animated pieces without making them feel obnoxious. I think Kyle maybe touched on this in like best dog or best hero, maybe even the derpy, goofy sidekick that is just obnoxious by the end of it. Sometimes they lay it on a little bit thick, and I think that they definitely could have fallen victim to that in Piper, but they did not. This is a very realistic-looking sandpiper, and it's just cute enough and just realistic enough to be right down the middle. Obviously, this movie was beautiful when it came out. It's still beautiful. It's only a few years old, so the animation has not aged a bit. So the question I want to ask is, 20 years from now, when we look at Piper, are we going to be looking at it like we look at Tin Toy now and being like, wow, I cannot believe that looked really, really good back then. I don't necessarily think that if the answer is yes, that makes Piper a bad movie, but I think at the end of the day, what makes a good Pixar thing a good Pixar thing is its story and its character at the very heart of it. To me, I think the difference between Bao and Piper is that Bao has that slightly longer story that has to get compressed down into a short film that is kind of a one-off if you look at all of these Pixar shorts. They all do a really good job of containing it within the short film, and Bao has to rely on the montage thing that I talked about a little bit earlier, and it feels a lot longer than it actually is. And 
everything about Piper just really works perfectly, whether it's the design of the characters, the duration of the short, the setting, everything is executed perfectly. I think this is one that is going to age with time. As we've said in past rounds, it tells a more complex story than it lets on. It's a lot more than just cute birds on the beach, which it's easy to just like get sucked into that aspect of it and be like, oh my god, these are just some really cute sandpiper birds. But there is a lot happening here, and I think that's what makes a good Pixar thing a good Pixar thing, is when on the surface it looks like one thing, but when you can dive a little bit deeper, there's a lot more there. So uh, I think bow on the surface is already a pretty deep thing so i'll apply that rewatchability argument to this matchup as well and say i could watch piper on a loop all day in my living room on the television and never get tired of it because it's just such an incredible sequence so i'm giving the crown to piper i think where (sighs) i think that both shorts have their faults i think that as much as you've pitched that there's more to Piper and that you can draw more things from that storyline and like taking something from one other and incorporating it and trying it, trying something new that somebody has taught you and adapting it to yourself and the montage sequence of bow, which montages are just a a cop out in general for storytelling right you can tell a lot of story in a short amount of time to get give the audience an idea instead of just spending the time to develop it but you're dealing with a short they couldn't sit you couldn't grow up with this child without kind of this montage act in my opinion with piper it's it's such a cute story and it's one that you're just rooting for this little sandpiper the entire time But I think a point that you brought up is, are we going to look back and be like, oh, man, that animation and uh, it just didn't stand the test of time? I don't think so. But I think that the complexity and storytelling and the relatability back to human life and the complexities of human life, that's what we're going to look back on. And I think with Piper, while maybe there are some some story elements that you could dive deeper into... I think that what makes Bao such a great short is that this is a a human experience that you can apply to so many different contexts. And while it's strictly about empty nest syndrome, it's also about missing somebody and how you grieve this missing of somebody. Letting go in general. Right. And so I think that like, whether you've lost somebody or you're you live far away from somebody or your child has moved out of your house it's a human experience of grief that is just so powerful that you can't really ignore its impact on its viewers and so i think that while piper is this very visually stimulating short with a very very fun and well done story i think that the lasting impact of bow where you are going to see over and over again that when you allow different people from many cultures tell stories you are going to find one general human experience and so for me that's what pixar is all about so bow is going to take the bracket for me which means we are throwing it to piper wall art bow loving Oh man, this is a lot of pressure. I was honestly kind of hoping that you guys would both decide on the same Never short so that I wouldn't have We're to deal with We're slowly becoming less and less this. compatible in our Disney experiences as the show I goes know. on. I <laughs> know, which probably is good because you get to get a more um, well-rounded uh, discussion overall. Um yeah, I don't really know if I have anything more to add. I feel like you guys both covered all of the points, strong points of both Piper and Bao. And it's hard to make a decision between the two because I agree. I think both of them are perfect in their own realms, both with Piper being more nature-based, Bao with more of the human experience. 
Um, so I am going to make my decision based on what I think is the more well-rounded, um, well-rounded short and what I think packs the most emotion in a short amount of time. And for me, that is bow. I think what it <laughs> did go. with the Pixar universe is huge. I think it's <laughs> awesome that um, the first female Pixar short producer was able to create such artistry. And I agree with Kyle. I think that both Bao and Sanjay's super team, and I think Coco also being in the mix of all of these new kind of backgrounds and perspectives on life, um, is huge for the animated movie industry. I think um, people are getting tired of kind of the Toy Story nuclear family, The Incredibles nuclear family um, perspective on things. And I think this is just another kind of disruption to um, the norm in the movie industry. And I'm excited to see um, the path that Bao blazes because of its success. Wow. That is a uh, tough bun to swallow for me. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> I'm a little shooketh. I think Piper is just so cute. You took it's the so crown good. from my little baby sandpiper bird. Hey, he has the silver one. And Jerry has the bronze. All right, well, I guess we got to clap it out for Bao. Yeah, let's clap it out for Bao. We've reached it. We've ended it. Chris, that is another bracket down. My friend, we are 31 episodes into this podcast. Yeah, we are doing some damage, especially lately being on weekly uploads. We have been tearing through our bracket topics. So if any of y'all have ideas, we are uh, quickly running out. So throw them our way. We'd love to get some weird ones in there or maybe just some obvious ones that we might have overlooked. So... As always, you can reach us by sending us an email at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com or tweeting us at mousemadnesspod. You can, of course, also join our Facebook group and our Discord servers, which are linked in the description of this podcast. Callie, thank you so much for assisting in our Pixar discussion once again. It was a great time. Sorry I had to break your heart again, Chris. You know, it's all good. I'm a weird Pixar black sheep, I guess. But not the one that's bounded. There he is. And on that note... We'll see y'all in the next episode.